first chapter of the book of Zechariah this morning. <clears throat> I guess Brother Bruce is still ill with the COVID, huh? Yeah, I texted him yesterday, but still sounds like he's recovering. What was it, Brother Zachariah? Yeah, one. Zachariah one. I started out this week somewhere else and <laughs> finally yesterday I finally settled here on the book of Zechariah. Uh, got to thinking again about the business of this world. How it is so busy, busy. And seems like with no purpose to me. Just busyness. We go down to Houston. And we went down there the other day for one of them Botox deals. And man, them people just, they run over you. They passing one another on the, on the shoulder and all that kind of stuff. Just busy. So anyway, I come here. This morning, look at a little of this. I guess we begin in verse 8. And so I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom. And behind him were there uh, three red horses, speckled and white. Then said I, O oh, my Lord, what are these? And the angel talked with me, that talked with me, said unto me, I will show thee what these things be. Before we go much further, I, I think the color of the horses, and I guess my thoughts on it as good as anybody's, <laughs> color of the horses, I believe it's a different ministrations that the Lord has set forth. It makes some preacher and some teachers and so on. It's a different ministering that they're doing here, I think. And then the myrtle trees. I don't think a myrtle tree had a thing in the world to do with it except it was in the shadows that they stood. It wasn't quite clear. It was kind of obscured in darkness or in the shadows between the myrtle tree. It was shade there. <clears throat> in verse 10, said, And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are they whom the Lord has sent to walk to and throw through the earth. And they answered, the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth still sitteth still in as a rest. And what he's talking about here is they just don't have any care for anything. They have laid it all down. 
They're just perfectly willing to go the way of the world. Just no, no, seem like no judgment in it, what he means. They just, again, running helter skelter, no fear. Go back to that idea, no, no fear. We even see it on the back windows of the pickup trucks and all that stuff. No fear. Don't have any fear. They don't have any care. They think that once this life's over, it's done. So you got to enjoy what you got. Go the way of the world. That's the way, the way of the world. Just do whatever you get ready to. And that's pretty much the way the world has gone. Whatever they get ready to do, they do it. Their little conversation is going here this morning. Got all this uh, bisexual stuff and all that stuff going on. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible thing. And if you don't have any better judgment than some of these things that they're coming up with, you need your head examined. You don't have to be too smart to figure that out. But they're just at rest. They don't really care. They think once this life is over, that's it. It's gone. And then the other thought is, well, when we get up there, we'll see the judgment, and I've done more good than bad, and they all weigh themselves by their own measure. They don't weigh it by the proper measurements. But God is good. Out of all of that anarchy and craziness, he's going to save himself a people. He came to seek and to save that that is lost. His people. The ones his father gave him. If you don't believe in predestination, you're missing the whole thing, too. It's the ones the Father has given. He's looking for a particular people who's going to draw them out and save them, and we call it the church. And we come this morning to be churched, have communion with God. But thanks be to God. Verse 12, he said, Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem? Sometimes we wonder the same thing. Sometimes we, we don't see any real results. And we wonder about those things. And on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years. And the Lord answered the angel and talked with me and stood with me with good, and, and talked with me with good words and comfortable words. So the angel that is communed with me, said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. So he's not going to let them slide away. 
you're not going to let them go the same way of being at rest. They've got something to do. They need to be busy at the Lord's work. They, they too come as a servant to serve the Lord. He said, I'm, I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease. Everybody today, they, they won't run around and say, well, God loves everybody. He's not. He doesn't have any problem with anybody. You just come on. With that attitude, man never come. I was but a little displeased. And they helped forward the affliction. They helped bring it on. They helped the cause. They're part of the problem. They brought it on themselves. It is justly given to them because they deserve it. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Going to be laid to the line. May be plumb and true to the line. <clears throat> That's good. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I return to Jerusalem with mercies, and my house shall be built in it, and the Lord of hosts and line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Cry ye, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and shall yet choose Jerusalem. It's pretty sure talk, pretty sure thing. Lord's gonna save His people. You ever thought about what kind of shape things would be in if the Lord just ripped through His law? We think it's bad now that the Lord give us a law. He gave the whole world a law. There is some fear deep down in man because he is afraid of God. He can see the whirlwind. He can see the tornado and the fire and everything else. And deep down in his old conscience, he knows he needs to do something. But doing it is past him. Having knowledge of God is past him. It's more than he can reason. He can't reason it out. But the Lord's people are different in that he gives them knowledge. In the 12th chapter, In 
verse 9, I guess. And it shall come to pass in that day, I've thought about this often, in that day, in any day, every day is the same day with the Lord, it's one day. In that day, hmm, And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek, that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one that mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. There's a certain burden here. They're all going to be carried. We... We that have come to the Lord, did we have at one time, did we have a part in the crucifixion of our God? Yeah, I'm afraid so. We were that kind of people. And we carry that burden. And the land shall mourn every family apart and the family of the house of David apart and the wives apart and the family of the house of Nathan apart and their wives apart and the family of the house of Levi apart. Here's the holy people. They must mourn. They must and their wives apart, and their families in Shimeon apart, and their wives apart, and all the families that remain, every family apart, and their wives apart, and there's going to be a great mourning in the land. Mourning over our sins. That's the only way man can come. This is part of the drawing of the Lord. If he brings on judgment, he must judge things rightly. We, we are guilty. We're found guilty even to the slaying of our Lord Jesus Christ at one time. The only thing that turned us was the Lord having given us grace, the grace of mourning over our sin that we might come. Otherwise, we're always running away. The Lord, the, the preaching of the gospel draws some and runs others away. It has a different effect but it's all dependent upon the work of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost that comes with the gospel.
it'll make them leave. Instead of come in the 13th chapter, verse 1, said, In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David. Oh, under the king, for the house that sits under the kingship of David, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, for sin and for uncleanness. Don't be a fountain opened up to clean us, to wash us from our sin, to call us out of this world into a world far greater than that old world. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of the idols out of the land and they shall no more be remembered. And also I will cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to pass out of the land. Wouldn't that be good? If it was completely removed, it will be one day. Be completely removed. That spirit of Antichrist be removed. It'll pass out of the land. And it shall come to pass that when any shall yet prophesy, then his father and his mother that begat him shall say unto him, Take thou shalt not live, for thou speakest lies in the name of the Lord. And his father and his mother that begat him shall thrust through thrust him through when he prophesied. And it shall come to pass in that day that the prophet shall be ashamed every one of his vision. And when he hath prophesied, neither shall they wear a rough garment to deceive. But he shall say, I am no more prophet. I am a husbandman. For man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. And one shall say unto him, What are these Wounds in thy hands. What do you think he's talking about here? The Lord Jesus Christ himself. One shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Isn't that what we said a while ago? We're guilty. We all stand guilty. But praise be to God that he didn't remain in that state of guilt. Of guilt. We've been given liberty to serve the living God. Awake, O Lord, against my shepherd and against the man is of our fellow. With the, uh, saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. And I will turn my hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts 
therein shall be cut off. Made, I think he's talking about being made reprobate. The gospel's been preached over and over and over. Two-thirds of them be cut off and die. But the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire. And will refine them as silver is refined. And will try them as gold is tried. And they shall call on my name. And I will hear them. And I will say, It is my people. And they shall say, The Lord is my God. Gonna bring them out. Call them forth. He come to seek and to save that that was lost. And we said that that was lost. That people. That people that God the Father hath given him. He's gonna call them out of it. Book of Jeremiah. The 30th chapter. In verse 21, And the nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them. And I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engageth his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord. Well, there isn't but one answer to that, and it's the one that the Lord has drawn to him. Verse back up in verse 15. You say, why Christ thou? This is one that he's talking about. Why Christ thou for thine affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable for the multitude of thy iniquities because thy sins were increased and I have done these things unto you. Draw them, drawn them from that. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth with fury a continuing whirlwind, it shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until he hath done it, until he hath performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days you shall consider it. It's the Lord that done it. It's the Lord that kept work it upon the heart of his people to draw them out of that situation. Not that they were running to and fro anymore with no care, but now they have seen God with the eye of faith. And they understand these things. And they mourn the days that they did do those things the days that they were against the Lord. Verse 
in the 31st chapter. Verse 1, it said, In that same time, saith the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Now, he said that three times down the last couple of chapters. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace. They found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. There was no rest, you understand, until the Lord come into Israel. Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and, and go and shalt go forth in the dresses of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria, and the planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. There shall be a day, there shall be a day that the watchman upon Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. If the Lord doesn't do it, it won't be done. There's a lot of talk about the being fishers of men and all that stuff. Man can preach the gospel by the grace of God, but it must be the Lord that does the work. It must be. It's him that calls. It's him that ransomed his people in the wilderness, out of the wilderness. That's where they're at, running to and fro in the wilderness. And as long as they're in that kind of condition, there's no hope. But we of God can look and see some hope because we know of the preaching of the love of Jesus Christ. The very thing that would draw a man unto his king. The love that is shed abroad in the hearts of his people. In the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. Book of Romans, 
wonderful book. There's so much taught in it. Eighth chapter and verse 11, he said, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you that are God's people in the church. Therefore, brethren, we're debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, but you're, but ye, uh, but if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if through the Spirit ye do mortify, that's what we were talking about earlier, we'll carry that burden of mortifying the flesh. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For if you've not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, we're not in the not in the wilderness anymore. We're not in bondage anymore. We're born free people. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Father, Father. We keep on crying, don't we? Father, Father. We've got a burden that we carry around all the time. If we be the people of God, always trying to correct ourselves according according to the word of God always working in the 38th verse a little reassurance here a little comfort here <clears throat> for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the last thing he has given us, the Spirit, of perseverance. Carry on. Carry on. That's the main thing. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is, but meet even the more as you see the day approaching. We look around, we know what's going on. We, we understand that much. So again, sometimes we wonder, but we're reassured in the gospel of Jesus Christ that he will save his people. <clears throat>